Um, Are you ready? Uh, I don't know. It's funny because normally I have an outline. I have my two laptops out. And I have zero preparation for this podcast episode. And because I had a feeling, I was like, you know what? I'm here with JC. I'm here with my husband. He's going to help carry us through. So we've started? Yeah, I think we have. (laughs) Howdy, and welcome to the Three Stride Podcast, where we take a humorous look at the equestrian world. Here are your hosts, Laura Fernandez, Julia Hansen, and Molly Heroy. I like it. Here we go. Welcome to the Three Strike Podcast. This is no, me. no, no. I'm gonna. I'll do the. I'll do the intro. Okay. Well, uh, it will, hey, 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 <laughs> hey, 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 hey. Let me do the intro. Do an official start here. I'm gonna do the official okay. start right now. Okay. Welcome to the Three Stride Podcast. Um, this is a bonus episode, and it's Laura. So Julia and Molly. Molly is at the horse show at Seaside out in Del Mar, and uh, Julia is jammed up with work. I will tell you one thing about this podcast is that we need to come into the stew. We need to be by Engineer Andrew. Mm-hmm. So we're not going to fake it and do a whole Zoom podcast podcast. But I didn't want to talk by myself. And engineer Andrew apparently did not want to talk with me. So I brought in <laughs> the the next best person is our um, producer. I'll call you the producer and my husband, JC Fernandez. Hi, editor. 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 I, I, think, I think Andrew is producer. Then I'm okay. editor. I actually have no clue of the roles of editing and producing. <laughs> I'm just really good at building out outlines, which I had did not do for this one. Well, I'm happy to be here. I'm excited to be here. And uh, yes, that's my job. Every week, you three do the podcast. Andrew records it, sends it to me, and then I go through and edit it, give it back to you, and you upload it for everyone else to listen to it. How long does it take you to edit each You all guys always say it takes me, for, it doesn't take me a long time to edit the podcast. Okay, how long? When I first started, I literally, just, I listened to it in real time. And if there's stuff that you guys say, maybe you mention a name that you shouldn't mention, I'll take that person's name out. Or, um, or a all, business establishment. A business <laughs> establishment. We also all have crushes too. And when you guys first started doing the podcast, you used the word like a lot. Everyone used the word <laughs> like. It was like this, like that, like that. So I would go through and try to edit out those likes. But you guys have gotten so so much better where the editing time is it's much faster do you know i notice myself saying like still all the time really yeah i do i notice it and but i will tell you molly and julia their likes mm. no it yeah you guys are fantastic happen. and also i don't know where it stands if there's a rating on your podcast but i do go back through or five stars no no i mean like a like pg-13 <laughs> No, I meant like we PG got five stars. You five star. Can you curse or not curse? So I go through. You told me that, okay, we would love to be able to curse. Why? Left- What's the point of this? No point of it. Because there's kids that listen to the podcast. There's no point in cursing. So that's what I do. And by the way, Andrew, the number one cursor. Ba-ding! Me? Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. Really? Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm actually, I'm not surprised. It goes you, Molly, and then Julia, as far oh, as any cursing. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. But you know what? It's, I feel like adding curse words just is, it's a part of me and who I am. I'm, you know, Philadelphian. Philadelphian. <laughs> it just gal. comes out. Your street. It just comes out. It's natural. Your street. Well, it's natural. I'm happy to be here. Very excited to be here. Okay. Well, one thing, um, you know, I wanted to talk through is obviously you're you're quick with the editing, but are there things that really stand out about each of our our characters and how we've grown? I mean, 
I, I look at Julia and Molly, and I've said this time and time again, they are so talented. Mm-hmm. They are so funny. They're way funnier than I am. No, you all three of you are hysterical. And you hear me when I edit the podcast. I'm laughing out loud as I'm listening to it. I, I'm I, legitimately like laughing out is, loud. When you're editing it, so we have... Um, you really, your whole setup is in our, our kitchen because mm-hmm. we have one office and you have fully set up in our kitchen. And mm-hmm. so you're doing all the editing in our kitchen. So I'm in the office because typically you edit on Sunday. Yes. And Sunday, I like to catch up on work. So I'm in my office and I can hear JC in the kitchen, just hysterically laughing. Because you guys are very funny. You guys have great chemistry. You're all best friends. And I think people hear that when they listen to the podcast that kind of transcends transcends through the speakers. And that's why I think your podcast is so successful because you all get along. And you also bring different elements to the show. You're very passionate about um, your writing and you have your outline for the show. And if, it, if things start to deviate off of it, can, I can you hear it? I can hear it. Like, that's not on the outline. <laughs> Let's bring it back in. Molly, she knows the nuts and bolts of horseback riding. And she's very equestrian smart. I don't know if that's the right that's terminology. That's the right term, yeah. She, equestrian smart. And Julia, I mean, she's just so quick-witted and so funny. Yeah. And she drops some lines. And sometimes you guys don't pick up on it, but she'll drop a line. It's like, oh, my God, <laughs> she's so funny. She's so funny. And, I mean, but Molly's Molly is, she's so knowledgeable about everything when it comes to horses. But I think um, when, we're, when we're doing the podcast, it's, we're a lot more cognizant and I think we're quicker. I have actually not listened to any of our early episodes mm-hmm. and I feel like we should because we have evolved so much. But one thing that early on we set out and we're like, okay, our goal is to be interviewing this person or interviewing that person. Now, granted, I've loved interviewing Amanda to talk about horse insurance. Mm-hmm. I loved interviewing Annette, Missy and Judy to talk from a trainer perspective. And then we even had our Dr. Winchell was fantastic. He was dropping knowledge left and right. Oh, he was incredible. But our thing is like we've had riders, we've had equestrian influencers Mm -hmm. reach out about being on our podcast. My big thing is it's going to change the dynamic if we have people zoom in. Mm -hmm. Yep. If they're in studio, awesome. Yes. But if they are not, I don't think the the quality is not going to sound the same. Because have you listened to Zoom recorded podcasts? I don't think they sound. No, this this studio, you want the studio quality. The Neon Boulevard the studio, the studio, you seriously want the studio quality. It sounds fantastic. And I don't, I don't, I, the guests you had were great, but I don't think you guys need guests. Some of the most successful podcasts don't have guests. It's the chemistry between the three of you, unless it's, you know, and even the ones you mentioned that are giving information and you're getting something from it. But if it's just talking to a, a top writer, I don't think you guys need that. It'd be fun to hear, but do you need that? No. No, because that's the thing I do. I mean, for all of us, we just come into the studio and we just sit and we chat like, obviously we were at dinner. Yeah. Well, let's get to some nuts and bolts here. What? Let's talk about <laughs> the horse show you were just at because this past horse show yes. um, was a big comeback show for you. Let's, yep. let's break down because I think a lot of people can relate to this. And my question for you is how did you find the mental capacity to go through what you went through? Because if you go back about a month ago, there was the partial concussion that you talked about on the show that you got from... You're, JC's using um, quotation marks. Well, the, the whiplash, you didn't fall, but you had whiplash yes. and we think you had yes. a small concussion. 
and then we go to when you were at the horse show in San Diego with that was a wicked fall. That was a yeah. he- heavy fall. You fell on a Thursday. You got ill that night, uh, which you didn't tell us that you got sick that night. I did not. Sh- I did not share that I was vomiting <laughs> profusely that so night. That's a sign of concussion, but you still wanted to go through. I think a lot of people would want to go through and ride the following Friday. And that's when you fainted before you actually went yeah, out. Th- I the- did. I, I passed. I passed out. You passed out. And that was that was chaos. And I think uh, uh, a lot of people that have a significant other that rides, that's a, that's a stressful call. When you get a call from your, your spouse, significant other at a horse show and they say, everything's fine, but it's like, okay. I know. And then when I had called you, I mean... You were speaking in tongues. You, you made zero sense. Blah, 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 blah. I'm like, oh my gosh. You're like, I fell. I passed out. Uh, I, I think I go to the hospital. You really were speaking in tongues. You made no sense. There is like, when, after I fainted, uh, I just was not lucid. I mean, obviously I was dealing with a concussion. Mm-hmm. So everything was muddled. My brain was really foggy. And I remember when I called you, I just could not. I was in my head. I was forming sentences, but I was not able to regurgitate at those sentences. So, yeah, it it sucks because, I mean, for for you, you've gone through a couple of these injuries with me and you've gotten a couple of these calls. Mm-hmm. I mean, I go back. I mean, I will talk about the comeback, but what you've had to deal with with my injuries and you have always stayed with me. You've always have told me get back on the horse. You're good. Mm-hmm. And I mean, there was that period when, when I broke my collarbone that you were having to fully bathe me and wash my hair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a low point. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds sexy, Andrew, but it was not. <laughs> Washing and doing the hair, uh-uh, it was not fun. It no. was not fun. No, yeah, I remember a- that was tough because you're coming off of uh, another, you just, I think it, I broke my, you just recovered from another injury. Yeah, because I broke my jaw and my hand in the same accident and then got back on the horse, and then it was six weeks from the recovery, or maybe even less. It was, I think, it was less because I I recovered from the jaw and the hand, and that was six weeks off. And then I got back on, and I think it was like two weeks later. The, the collarbone. Yeah. Two weeks later, I come back from a horse show. The horse trips. I fall over and I break my collarbone. So it was like three bones in three months. Yeah. It was pretty brutal. But this past one, the concussion was no joke. I mean, you called Molly. Well, because yeah, the way I, you were, I was talking in tongues. You're talking in tongues. It really sounded like you were just like lying there in a field. Like you were making zero sense. I'm like, what that? So I called Molly and she's like, okay, first off, we're here with her. So she's, she's got people around her. <laughs> I'm lying uh, in a field. <laughs> seriously. Just... And she's like, secondly, the paramedics did a full evaluation because it made it sound like you fainted and like, all right, get her out of here. And like you stumble <laughs> back to the barn. Molly's like, no, the paramedics came in. I think they took blood to test certain things. Yes. And, and so that put me at ease to know that they went through a bunch of certain protocols. And then they said, okay, you know, the best thing would be for you to go to the hospital. So you did that. So that happens and you're off, you didn't jump for about a week or so. Yeah. For about a week. So it was two weeks, um, period from that fall to the next horse show. So I left for the horse show. Um, it would have been last, uh, Monday Monday morning, but let's go back to what happened on Sunday, the day before you left. So Sunday before, so the week before I left for the horse show, I started jumping again and I was feeling good. Now I was jumping um, lower than my my show height, so mm-hmm. I was doing around three feet. Normally, compete at three three, and then had moved up to three six. So uh, on that Sunday, I came out. I'm all about the weather. 
The weather was amazing last Sunday, and I was like, oh, I'm feeling good. I had a lesson um, with our trainer, Sariana, and always love lessening with her. She gives me a lot of confidence. I was like, you know what? Bump those jumps up to 3-3, three, three, and I'm riding Sylvan. Now, granted, Sylvan is a true professional, a true workhorse. He hadn't really been jumped a whole lot, and the guy likes to work. I could definitely tell he was feeling himself and feeling good, but I was riding awesome. So we we were doing some very simple rollback jumps, and now Sylvan has a very powerful jump. I mean, truly one of the most powerful jumps that I've ever had. He also really um, kind of dips his head at the jump, even though he's uphill, he kind of dips it down. So what happened was when I jumped, I was coming around, I saw a little bit of a longer spot, almost similar to what happened last time. He just, instead of safetying it up and adding another stride, he jumped and decided to romp and play. And I was already kind of too far forward. I was already in my half seat going over the jump. And so just with his, again, his powerful hind end just knocked me right over. So fell again on Sunday, the Sunday before I leave for the show. And I did not hit my head, but you still have the adrenaline going. You still have the actual biological feeling of a fall. Mm -hmm. And I was, I I can't tell you the, the mind, um, how shot I was emotionally was, was, was brutal. And I just hadn't had, I don't, I knock on wood. I really don't fall. And I, or have a real fall. And it's been a couple years since I've had a real fall. So almost these three instances mm-hmm. was was a lot within a month span. So I get back, I get home Sunday. I think I had like a facial. I was like, cancel it. I'm going to go home, chill. And I'm trying to pump myself up. I'm like, okay, you know, I, I can get through this. I can I can do this show next week. I was bringing both Garcon and Sylvan. I can do this. But, um, and I felt good until I think it was around eight or nine o'clock at night where I actually started. I, I think I had a full on a panic attack where my heart felt like it was racing out of my chest. And I was like, I don't know if I can actually do this. I don't think I can actually jump. And you came in and you said to me, you're like, you know what? Sleep on it. And see how because yeah, you were now thinking about just backing out of the show of like I need I'm not ready yeah. for this and and you texted Missy your trainer of like hey this is where I'm at right now and I'm gonna make the decision in the morning and she's like okay yeah sleep on it let's see how you feel in the morning maybe a clear ahead in the morning but here we are Sunday night prior to leaving for the show everything's packed up I think they're picking up the horses on Monday morning we're ready yeah, to go it's like seven a.m. and now now all this doubt comes in and then you woke up Monday morning and you know just kind of new confidence like I'm gonna go out there and I'm gonna I do this a, I had. My big thing is I'm all about sleep and I am very conscious of like, if I get a good night's sleep, I can accomplish anything Mm -hmm. I want to. And I woke up, um, I actually did fall asleep. I had a great night's um, solid night. 
and woke up Monday. I go, okay, I'm doing this. I'm going to go to the show. I not only the fact, because you kept saying, because uh, money aside, what do you want to do? Yeah. Because you, obviously, like the if I would have pulled out, I would have still had to fully pay for the show. Mm-hmm. There would have been no savings outside of some classes. I still would have had to pay for the show, the stalls, the trainer fees, hauling, everything, you know, push aside though, if I really did not feel like I could do it, I would have pulled out, yeah. sucked it up. But now getting to the show, um, I, I, I will tell you it was full on. I, I was as nervous as you possibly could be. Um, I decided to start the week with uh, ticket rounds on Tuesday, uh, just in the, uh, not just, uh, but in the nineties the where it was a comfortable height for me. And I did with Sylvan and Garcon. Day one, it was like I ripped off the uh, Band-Aid. I was like, okay, I'm good. I'm, I feel like some clarity. Um, then Tuesday, Wednesday, or Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, every day got a little bit better. Mm-hmm. But there were some moments where, I, I mean, I rode purely <clears throat> those days I I hate to admit it because I never want to ride out of fear in survival mode because I do feel like starting my riding career as an adult and having those injuries very early on because as a kid, I rode very loosely. I was into it. I was passionate about it. We just didn't have the money. So I was really just spent my time doing lessons. And so I never had my own horse. And so when I finally did get my own horse, it was bing, bang, boom, injury after injury. So it took me a while to rebuild and not ride out of fear. My passion was always there. I just, when it came to jumping, I did have a survival mode aspect. Trust me, I wish I could have just washed it away. It's easier said than done. Molly and I were having this conversation the other day. It's like when people tell you, oh, just relax, just be chill. Like, oh my gosh, I would love to do that. I would love to do that, but I I couldn't. And with um, this past fall, I, I was, you know, at that show, I was riding out of survival mode. I was adding strides. I was being more conservative with every one of my um, every one of my rounds. I mean, there was one day where Garcon was like pretty much five strides out. He just and he never stops. He just stopped because he could just feel my energy. Mm-hmm. And I I really but I kept I kept saying to myself, I'm like, I know that if I keep pushing through this, I'm going to get there. There was this one gal, she actually she took a fall and she I, I feel like she broke her wrist or her hand. And um I had sent her a message and uh she did lessons, but she, I had sent her a message saying Hey, if you ever need uh, advice, I'm here for you. I talked to a performance coach. I've gotten through all this. Um, I've gone through one, you know, a couple broken bones, and I, I'm here. I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. And she was like, "I don't think I'm as passionate as you are to continue on." And that's what keeps driving me is the passion for these horses. And there's not, I would not be who I am if I was not riding. So go through the week, riding in fear, and then you come out. And I will tell you, it's funny because I went through this period with showing and you is that um, I used to really love it when you would come out. Like mm-hmm. I, there was a one time that you were off from 
radio and TV and you actually spent a whole week at the show with Mm -hmm. me. Loved it. But then there was this period where I just wanted to be only with my trainers and only Mm -hmm. with the barn. And when you came out, I got a little bit more nervous because I was just, I was being lame. Mm -hmm. And that's transition now, I feel like the past couple shows, because you coming out does give me the sense of calm. Mm -hmm. And so when you came out, you, you drove at, got up at what time? 3 a.m.? 3.15. 3.15. 3.15. You drove out to watch my round. I think it was at 9 or 10. Yeah. 9 or 10. And it was like everything just settled in. I Once I rode Sylvan first and it was truly like the brain fog had lifted. I just rode. I had fun. Yeah. Because that's the end goal out of all this is if you if you can bring back the fun with riding, and that may mean dropping down a couple holes and doing something that is easy for you. Would that be your advice to someone then going through this, working on that comeback is to maybe scale back a couple steps in order to I think grow? every individual person is is different in what they need to do. What has worked for me is going back to the basics, is doing things that are easy. I remember there was a period <clears throat> when we first got Garcon is I was I was nervous to ride Garcon. It was he was such a different ride. I was emotionally going through um, contact suspensory injury and I was nervous. Mm-hmm. And I uh, um, one of our trainers had me ride a pony. It was uh, Butter, mm-hmm. uh, one of our ponies, and bring back the fun because I am uh, I'm a petite gown, five two, five three on a good day, and so I can get on these ponies. What does that mean on a good day? I don't know why I said that. <laughs> <laughs> like you're stretched out, your bones are looser. I, s- <laughs> I don't know, JC. I'm five, five why three. Are you I'm calling taller. me out of my lame <laughs> I'm a little jokes. Bit looser. I can stand up I taller. No, okay. <laughs> Don't make fun of my But lane. so so you rode like, like you're saying so go back to ride the pony, yes, you find the fun. I wrote remember when I was riding Percy. Yeah. I think it's all about finding the fun. And I also think it's about spending more time with your horse, like doing the groundwork, doing um grooming your horse, really spending a lot of time just with them from an emotional standpoint is you you also went, you went immersive too. I know you're going to talk about it with, uh, when Molly and Julia come back, but you were, you stayed in an RV on the showgrounds. You're literally with your two horses for, for six days straight. So you went, you went all in back in with the horses for a week. And I did, I saw that when he did those two rounds on Saturday, I saw there was confidence that was coming from you. You know, anyone that watches someone ride, it's like you, I don't film anymore. I just now watch and kind of hold your breath at first. And as soon as you went out there, you hit that first jump. And I'm like, oh, she's, she's back. She's got it. There's confidence. You could see the clarity. Like yeah. You had clarity uh, going through the rounds. And also like this this conviction too of like, I'm going to do this and nothing's going to stop me. And, yeah. and I could see that and with first, with Sylvan was first, right? Yeah. And then you went out and did it with Garcon. And so it's like, boom, she's back. Yeah, it, it really, and but it's so hard when you're, when you're right at the beginning of, of gosh, post-injury, mm-hmm. it is, there is a lot of mental self-talk I'm sure. and, and you really also got to find the people that really give you that good, you know, re, good feeling. Like yeah. you can tell when you talk to people, there's some people that you're like, 
okay, this, they're not going to give me this confidence and they're not going to make me feel good. And I know that you shouldn't depend upon other people, but I do think that you got to surround yourself that with people that truly love and care for you. And I do really lean on my trainers. I will tell you, I called Julia and I hadn't cried to anyone in quite some time. I I cried to Julia. I called my other friend, um, um, Annette, uh, and then uh, spoke to Annette and Missy, our, our trainers. But it's you need to surround yourself with people that, that make you feel good. And But I will tell you, it, it felt like such an uphill battle mm-hmm. at, right at the beginning of it. So to come out of it and... Uh, you know, not not on top. We were still time fault city, but well, you are, and I think it, I think the injuries now are behind you. I think the injury a, the injury it, talk now is done. No, it isn't. It's done, and that's what I always struggle with. And I think it's different for the podcast. Is I always aim to not let my injuries define me, but I also feel like at the same token, they do. Mm-hmm. I think, and that's another thing with riding is that everyone is on their individual journey with their horse mm-hmm. and no one knows in that moment how that horse feels and how that rider feels mentally. Cause we can't see that. Yeah. And so you have some people on the sidelines clicking, clucking when I was trying to Obviously, I was I was a lot more conservative. I was adding strides, and you know, I'm watching these videos, and people are uh, clucking like, "Come on, go, go, go!" They don't know me in that moment mm-hmm. where I am truly in survival mode, and I'm going to be conservative, yeah. and I'm going to add strides because that's what I need in the moment. And so, you got to surround yourself with people who are there understand that. And I do think that finding trainers that understand the mental side of the sport is key. And you did. I think that was a big plus being at the show with uh, Missy was out there with you in the RV next to you. So yeah, when you, you're literally can spend 24 hours with your trainer, um, she's yeah, focused on you and you can focus on, <laughs> nope, that's the, there was it, other people at the show. Well, absolutely. But you're, you know, you surround yourself by other great riders and people that you, you know, you love and with your trainer there. And yeah. you called me one night and you and Missy were just in her, normally you guys will stay in the same Airbnb, but you had trailers next to each other, RVs. And you were in her RV and, you know, talking horse stuff. And that's just like, it was this yeah. full immersive experience to bring you back to, um, I think, better to where you were at the end of last year. I, I completely agree. I will tell you, I do not think I could share an RV with um, anyone else. I even struggled with you, but I will save that conversation. Save it for the next one. Yeah, save it for the next one. I have to go edit this. <laughs> yes, <laughs> edit it to get a lot. Okay, uh, thank you. That was fun. That was really good. That was good. It was a nice comeback story this past week. And it was really neat to see it happen. Okay. Well, you can catch, um, this was again, a bonus episode. Uh, we'll be back in uh, studio next week uh, and you can catch all new episodes every Tuesday and follow us on all social channels at the three stride podcast. Out. <laughs>